Oh, we're back. Michael, what's up? We are back. It's the Add Welcome. More Mouth Podcast. Add More Mouth Podcast. Uh, boy, first time we've recorded a morning episode. Uh, in a, Maybe ever. Yeah, I've got my coffee right here. It's, well, yeah, and I gotta say, nice. like, around 8 a.m., uh, my, my children, my children almost broke me this morning, um, getting them, they're both off school, and they have daycare to go to, and my son is in first grade, and uh, he's bringing home a lot of cool phrases that he's learning from his first grade friends, and uh, I'm a pr- I really do think I'm a pretty chill father. <laughs> But when I say something like, hey, man, get your shoes on. Hey, man, come on. Let's, let's brush the teeth. And his response is, no one cares. <laughs> no, there's no surer way to get me to just absolutely go from zero to losing it. Than oh, having... the blood. The blood is boiling. <laughs> oh, you know, I, I, I put up with a lot and we're pretty we're pretty uh, laid back parents. But like. You know, if he keeps us up, he's not going to make it till Christmas. I'm just going to put it like that. Uh, oh, anyways. man. Anyways. Uh, the, so, joys so it, of, the joys of parenting, right? Yes. At 8 a.m., I was like, oh, man, we got to do this podcast. I'm not ready. But I, I just started the, my second large. I'm, I'm drinking my coffee out of my uh, Disney Parks refillable travel mug which is pretty much all i use exclusively because it holds the most amount of coffee and i'm feeling <laughs> feeling good that's great i got my jiminy cricket mug nice it, it's like a it's like a pencil sketch you know uh of of jiminy cricket straight up from from with his little umbrella floating in the sky love this mug yeah makes coffee taste better yes well <laughs> What what have you been up to? What's what's going on with you? You know, as it's starting to get into the holiday season, it's about the only part of winter that I enjoy, or the or you know, late fall, I should say. So, you know, the festivities, um, getting uh, the, the, Christmas and the holidays. I, Spending way too much money on gifts, uh, <laughs> bleeding out the pockets, but smiling all all the way. <laughs> Tis the season. The only time I like spending money this way is when I know that it's it's going to put a smile on people's faces when they unwrap it. So um, it's 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 super fun this time of year. Um, and so yeah, actually, been doing a lot of online shopping, but been going places too. Just you know, since we can do that again a little bit this year, so. Oh. Oh, that's my dog, hey. Dolly. Yeah. Um, somebody is using a crane for something. I can't really tell what. Um, looks like maybe some tree work, but uh, Dolly does not like it. That's and funny. unlike the summertime when we're podcasting and I can go, uh, you know, into another room, it's very cold outside right now. So I can't go on the porch. Dolly, please, please, girl, stop barking at the crane. <laughs> Uh, so what have you been doing, uh, Disney wise? Have you been, have you been watching anything besides what we're going to talk about today? Um, well, we were just talking about the upcoming, uh, Spider-Man that's coming yeah. this oh, December. Man. So yep. actually been queuing up the, uh, previous two 
Uh, you know, I've only seen the second one once, but I remember thinking it was decent. I loved the first one. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing. It's been a little while, so I want to refresh, and, and, and I like to do that. I don't know about you, if possible, before a movie like that comes out is kind of, uh, even if you just have it on in the background while you're doing something else, just kind of prep yourself for the, the new sequel that comes out by watching the previous installments. So, Well, and you um, could probably, I mean, yeah. you know, I don't think this is a spoiler since these are all in the commercials, and if you're afraid of being spoiled by trailer talk uh you know skip <laughs> skip forward a minute but you know in the in the current commercials for spider-man you know the big thing is that they are bringing back all of the villains from the other franchises so that's the the toby Maguire yeah. spider-man trilogy and then the andrew garfield um twofer uh which <laughs> you know those are I, I i wish that i had a contrarian take on those i know like most i think the pretty popular take is like you know, Tobey Maguire, first two are great. Third one stinks. Andrew Garfield, both are pretty stinky. Um, and I pretty much <laughs> fall right in line with that. I don't have any, I don't yeah. have any alternative take to that. I think I'm, I, I go with conventional wisdom on that. But it, it sounds like Tom everybody's Holland, coming back. Yeah, Tom Holland seems to be, you know, doing a good job here. Bringing everyone yeah, back, like you said. I, I yeah. do really like, um, I love the first two Tobey Maguire movies. They're, they're weird. Um very much pre Marvel cinematic universe. And, um, and I like the way the movies feel. Um, I love the, uh, the MCU Spider-Man's. I love the take on the character. I don't always love his high tech costume. Um, Cause that's just never, I don't know. It's like, it's a weird component. I don't mind it, but yeah. I really, I love the kind of the lo-fi feel of old... Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. The old, the old spandex yeah yeah i kind of loved that and um that's much more like the spider-man that i read comics of when i was a kid but you know uh yeah they're all good yeah well in addition to that old content i've been um well first of all i did watch the 50th um anniversary special for walt disney world hosted by None other than Whoopi Goldberg. Yes. <laughs> Which I didn't know until I popped that on. That yeah. She would be gracing my screen. Uh-huh. As the MC. Um, I always think she's an interesting character. Um, she is. Great actress. Great actress. You know, and she have she's, got the, she's got the EGOT. Uh, she does. In the words of, of 30 Rock. The, she's yeah. got an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. That's right. I think that it was up to like 16 people that have that. So pretty, yes. pretty special. So we'll, we'll, we'll always tip our hat to her for that. But so I'm I glad I watched Disney, that. that was is she a Disney great. legend for some reason? Did she? I don't, I well, don't think so. You know, she appeared in Lion King. Um, it is true. That's really the only big thing I can think of. Yeah, I was trying to remember when she, when she appeared in that. I was like, does she have a longstanding Disney relationship? But I, I don't think she really does. Well, as a host of The View, that's on ABC, which is, you know, of course, oh, in the Disney yeah. family. So maybe there's something there, too. But that's the only thing I can think of. Interesting. Um, well, that's... Didn't brush uh, up my whoopee, my whoopee resume here before. Before. <laughs> How did you... Uh, you didn't know you were going to be put on uh, whoopee, <laughs> whoopee cast? Um, no. So what do you think about the 50th anniversary? <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> what, what do you think about that? about the 50th anniversary special. I, I watched it and I remember thinking it was mostly good, but I gotta be honest. Yeah. 
weeks, and I don't really remember it very well. Oh, I think it was really good. And I know you. We always joke it's like kind of a a big commercial for Disney World, but um, I loved it. You know, there was a lot of stuff that I already knew or that we've already known because we're big Disney fans and we read about it and know about it. But um, I think it was done in a really nice way, and um, I really. <laughs> I, I really liked the the performances actually of the um, like the songs in between. I don't really know those artists that performed because um, some of the younger artists, but they were, it, and of course it seemed like it was pre-recorded, but it was like really beautifully shot with like the symphony in front of Cinderella's castle, and I don't know, it was it was a good feeling, good good feel. I did like the uh, <clears throat> I did like how they checked in with John Stamos um oh yeah regarding regarding the uh the full house shooting on the sex he's kind of he's like a legendary uh disney super fan he's got super fan uh, he's got like a bunch of antiques and collectibles and stuff and um yeah and why why is he still so handsome the man's in his 50s he looks he's like he's got like the paul rudd magic where he just doesn't he doesn't get older somehow i don't understand it Oh, that's awesome. That's true. It's true. I don't know what it is. Must be in the genes. I don't know, but blessed by the gods. Well, I uh, yeah. Oh, that was go great. ahead. And yeah. no, and the one other thing, I, I I started to dip into. You know that when this came out last year, I was a big fan. So season two is up now of the world according to Jeff Goldblum. Uh, oh yeah, can't recommend it enough. Love. I gotta watch that. I did watch the first season. Really liked it. Um, and yeah, I haven't started on second, but I'm, I will get to it at some point. Such a um, goofball. He is. Uh, and I like, have you ever seen the movie, the fly? Oh yeah. Of course. Oh, yeah. That's classic. Classic. Cla- probably the, some of the most classic uncut gold bloom you can get that in like Jurassic <laughs> park. Right. Um, right. I, I've been on a tear watching stuff. I, um, it was just me and my son, for a week while my wife visited uh, relatives out of state. And so we, he really wanted to watch onward, which I thought that I had seen, but I think maybe I started it and had fallen asleep or, or, or stopped it halfway through because I didn't at a certain point, I didn't remember it as much, but fi- I guess I finally, you know, got through that and it was really good. Um, we also yeah. watched Raya finally, which I had also started and had not finished. Mm-hmm. Um, have a bad habit of that. So I finished that one. Also, really good. Um, uh, kind of a different Disney movie. Um, animation's awesome. Um, I don't know if it really sticks with me a whole lot afterwards, but I, I think it was pretty decent. Um, boy, what else? So much stuff. That um, Raya, beautiful animation on that. It was really great. Um, and then. I was we were we, we were watching all our normal Disney shows, but you know, with with Thanksgiving happening tomorrow, uh, my family has already switched into full on Christmas mode, and so my daughter, who is four, um, is obsessed with the original Rudolph, like the claymation Rudolph, and so I have seen that thing I think nine times in the last like five days. <laughs> it's just on a loop. Uh, in the background of our house. Listen, who doesn't? That's classic. Um, it is. Uh, I grew up with it. I watched it a lot. And so she's obsessed with it. And then that has turned into also watching 
Frosty, the original Frosty cartoons. I've seen that three times in the last two days. Um, Christmas so. is still a month away, too. So I know. It's only going to get worse uh, because we're going through the good stuff right now. And then eventually we're going to get into the dregs. And no, that's not good for anybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, so oh, yeah. yeah, just typical. I, I got it. I haven't read any Disney stuff in a while, but I, the weather, the bad weather's coming, and I will be jumping back into some Disney books. And I think it's about time we revisit and have a have an episode or maybe a, a very short mini series on books that we need to read. It's one of my favorite things to learn more about the parks is to read some of the books about how they were made or you know how some of the movies are made. So maybe we'll get into that after the holidays. But Michael. Let's turn our attention now to the topic of today's show, which is the Jungle, Jungle Cruise. Cruise. And not the ride that debuted in 1955. This is the film that came out just a few weeks ago. And uh, this is a, a continuation of our miniseries from a long time ago. Uh, one of our first miniseries where we looked at all of the movies and uh, made-for-TV movies that were based on already existing Disney park attractions. And so, help me remember what we covered. Uh, I believe the first one was the made-for ABC <laughs> Family uh, Tower of Terror movie. Yes. Right? Ni- yep, 1997. Gutenberg and Kirsten Dunst, for some reason? That is um, correct. And then it was Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Curse of the Black Pearl, correct? That was part of the series. Uh, we also had um, 2003's Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy. Oof. And we had Mission to Mars. Oh, yeah. And that was, that was a weird one uh, because it's just tangentially related. Yes. But in a weird way. You have to go back and listen. Because I actually, like, I remember doing a ton of research for that one, and mm-hmm. I have forgotten all of it. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> connection. It has a connection to the original Mission to Mars ride that does not exist anymore. And then it's got a weird connection to Mission Space, um, which does exist at Epcot right now. So um, go back and listen to those. And it's been, wow, a long time since, I mean, yes, Mission to Mars uh, technically fits in there um but really we're talking about haunted mansions probably the last time they put out a movie that was directly an adaptation of the stuff you remember from a ride because there's really nothing in mission to mars that's like reminiscent of uh, the ride and so been a long time well there was one other one that we oh what what am i forgetting there's oh geez yeah (laughs) of course (laughs) I totally forgot. Yes, Country Bears. Um, <laughs> yes, I have nothing else to say about that. It was fine. Right. Let's move on from that. And let's say just that keep going. Those were some early episodes. That was probably our first mini series that we did early in uh, the start of this podcast. And so um, we knew back then, a couple of years ago, that Jungle Cruise was in the works. It was hot news in production. Yeah. Yeah, they're ramping hey, up. What? They're they're yeah. they're going back to this, and and apparently there's a there is like uh, pretty pretty decent work being done on pre production for a haunted mansion reboot. So who knows if that'll actually come out? A lot of movies get announced that never actually get made, but they have yeah. announced it. Um, I was just so, telling you know, a we'll buddy see. of mine. Yeah, I was just telling a buddy of mine that 
you know, I was watching Jungle Cruise and, it, and about our podcast and the miniseries that we did. And they said, oh, they should really make a Haunted Mansion movie. And I said, well, they already did. <laughs> <laughs> they did. And there's a pretty good reason you don't remember it. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think that a new one it would be welcomed by by many. I think it's time. Uh, so it's good to know. And yeah, when sure. we knew that this Jungle Cruise was in the works, we thought, okay, we'll we'll revisit our miniseries. Um, because, you know, it's usually the other way around, of course, that attractions <laughs> yeah. come to the parks after a movie has been made. You know, like let's, for instance, Ratatouille, that new ride that's coming here uh, to mm-hmm. Epcot, you know, based on, based on the movie. And so it's uh, typically that's what you see. Yeah, the Frozen ride in mm -hmm. uh, Norway. You've got um, the treehouse from Swiss Family Robinson. You've got, uh, I mean, you know, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Uh, Oh, the list goes on. Peter Pan. What I can't wait for is the, uh, you know, the adaptation of the Hall of Presidents into a film. um... (laughs) Boy, you know what? Somebody, somebody out there could make a good Hall of Presidents movie where it's like. You know, I mean, uh, somebody could do that. The guys who made the Lego movie maybe could do it. Do- hey, do- Dolly, Dolly. He's excited Zachary, about, or she's that, excited about that. That Yeah, she's she's a huge Hall of Presidents fan. <laughs> um, but uh, somebody could make that movie. And I'm still waiting. I want somebody to make a, a Tiki Room movie. But I, I it needs to be just a straight up insane comedy starring... Ryan Reynolds. Um, anyways, so <laughs> the Jungle Cruise, uh, yes. very. I'm just gonna say, very, very strong Pirates of the Caribbean vibes coming off this. I think for me, huh. well, let's talk just real briefly about the ride itself. I mean, you've been on the ride, well, of course. Yeah, Who let's has let's, talk about, let's talk about the story of the ride, Michael. What's the story yeah. of the Jungle Cruise? Of the ride itself? Well, yeah. You know, actually, I will. I does not disappear. It, it appears, of course, in Disneyland, in Disney World, and then also in Hong Kong Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so in Hong Kong, the story is a little different. But in the yeah, but you know, for those of us here in the states, um, you know, I can't speak directly to. Um, this, like you said, was 1955, uh, the Disneyland grand yep. opening, and. Um, just simply a you know you're on a riverboat and you're going through the going water and the attraction kind of like um, you have a guide uh, that goes through different uh, different uh, parts of the jungle and or she jokes and uh, that's basically the story as long as far as I'm concerned. Um, along for the ride here on 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 a river cruise yes so basically the story is of the jungle cruise ride you are cruising on the jungle yeah yeah i you know i thought it was a trick question when you asked me because i'm like i don't think that more to it than that um (laughs) but um in in hong kong by the way there's different um the different storyline is um, different, uh, I guess, scenes that they can go through than what we experience here in the states with Jungle Cruise. So that's basically yes. all I know about it. Yeah. Um, this is one of the original uh, rides at Disneyland. 
and it's one that won't had a a personal attachment to and originally they wanted to use real animals <laughs> um and so you would go uh you know on a ri- on a boat and you were supposed to be able to see real creatures that they had put into this ride they quickly realized that that was not a great idea although of course as we all know they would later do that exact same thing on the safari uh at at animal kingdom which is a great attraction mm-hmm. but at the time you know there's no guarantee that if you have hippos and elephants and alligators that you're actually going to see any of them uh, on your ride down the river. So quickly Mm -hmm. decided to go the animatronic route. And yeah, this is kind of like, um, I would say, in my own personal experience, a much more popular attraction than the Tiki Room. But it's kind of like the Tiki Room in that both very similar in their timeframes of when they debuted, both um, kind of still exist mostly for like kitsch value. But um, you know, the Jungle Cruise is still very popular. Um, every time I've been on it in the last couple of years, it's always packed. Um, I don't know yeah, how and, your and the line has been. Yeah, and the line goes really quick because there's so many boats. You know what I mean? And it's um, so it's always just a um, a family favorite in that way. And, and you know, it's not scary. It's um, you know, it's, it's, it's a, you'd be ridden by I think pretty much everyone in the family of all ages and. Yeah, it's one that you can do um, with your whole family, and it's and like you said, it's one of the it's one of the rides, one of the last rides that has a human component in it, where the cast member is really <laughs> doing a thing, you know. Yeah, um, and that might I say is one of the, my favorite things about it because I am, and <laughs> love puns, love dad jokes, and that is that is what Jungle Cruise the ride is known for is yes. constant add puns like they're in on the joke with it too like they you know the groans of some of of some of these <laughs> jokes are what's what they're going for to be honest yes and i <laughs> i give the film a lot of credit for um you know they they had to and we'll get into it a little bit although it's not super important to our review of it but you know they uh, in order to make this a movie they had to actually make a storyline and so right, um but they right. You know, but the person, the people who wrote the screenplay clearly did their homework because really that first 30 minutes, 40 minutes of the movie has a ton of callbacks to the ride. So, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. um, the main skipper, Frank, played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who I just, I really can't, I mean, he's in every movie lately yeah. that's ever yeah. made. But yeah, dude's got presence and it's just, he, I, I genuinely enjoy watching him. Yeah, I heard a joke that um, if if the Rock is um, if you're a Rock fan, you've really got to wait a whole two months before another one of his movies comes out. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's constant. Uh, yeah, but I don't. You know, he's he's no. I don't think he turns down an offer for a project. But, uh, no, I don't think he's very Disney, discerning. Yeah, he's in the Disney family already, though, having voiced. Um, Moana. Moana. Yeah. 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 Although I was just seeing a movie yesterday in the theater for the first time during the pandemic, besides your birthday. And um, apparently he is the voice of Crypto the Superdog in the Super Friends movie, which is a DC franchise. So he is not part of the Uh, MCU. Oh. But, anyways, you know, they everything from his costume, which is Uh basically what the skippers wear on the ride, the look of his boat is not totally. the same but it's very similar, same very similar. vibe. 
Mm-hmm. And of course, throughout the first hour or so, he is constantly dropping terrible jokes, which I liked. Uh, oh, I- they sort of <laughs> they sort of dropped that about halfway through, <laughs> but but it's it is pretty funny. Uh, and they even had him, you know, at one point he shoots his gun, which um, which skippers used to do. That was part of the part of the show is that they would I forget which animal they would drive by. It might have been the alligators. But like uh, an animal would come out and the skipper would shoot a, uh, you know, a fake gun. It would, it would, you know, make some bangs. It was like a cap gun, basically. Yeah. And uh, a, a couple of years ago, when they refurbed the ride, they, they took that part out because, you know, it's just not maybe super appropriate anymore. But they kept that part in, which I liked. That was kind of a funny callback. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they they have of course anybody who's been on the jungle cruise knows one of the people who who skippers who do the jungle cruise for the ride have a a bunch of jokes they can pick from that are provided by disney and then it's up to the skipper on the ride to sort of pick and choose what they want to say as the ride goes which is which is really cool because it allows the uh, you know you you may never be on the same you know it's going to be different every time you're on it it's always going to be the same but also your experience is going to change a bit yeah but I enjoy one that joke, yeah one joke that everybody always makes mm-hmm. and you probably know what I'm talking about I do it's you're going and as part of Jungle Cruise you you go under this tiny little waterfall and mm-hmm. what does the skipper say the backside of water. Right, which like makes no sense, but I think it's funny, <laughs> and uh, everybody else, you know, people love that joke, and so of course they include that here, and uh, and I do, I love the, I love the fact that his Jungle Cruise is played for laughs, like a lot, you know, when, when he's taking, mm-hmm. we see him out on a typical Jungle Cruise, and he's got like all these fake things happening to freak people out, so like he's basically giving a kitschy tour, yeah, to tourists of like a fake jungle experience although it's in yeah. the real jungle and yeah, i love yeah. that I that was a great too. setup yeah to set you know he's kind of his his boat is kind of ramshackle so he's just doing what he can i think right. to draw in some folks and spice it up so yeah there are some um some folks he has dress up um and pop out a book to you know uh scare and frighten the the folks on the ride and make it a little more exciting because they think it's real people attacking the boat. Um, and then, yeah, the, the part with the backside of water is hilarious because it, first of all, it's a very rinky dink waterfall that they go behind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and gentlemen, if you watch the film, there's just one gentleman on the boat on this cruise at the beginning that just cracks me up. He has a mustache and has a big camera. And so they go behind and he's like, of course like skeptical like what the heck like why is this so exciting then sure enough he's taking pictures of it and it's it's just i don't know why it was really well done it was well done i got a real out of that whole thing so um yeah it's also in so so yeah like that is about all you're gonna see that's the throwback in reference to the, the ride itself is is the look of the boat the look of the skipper and the jokes and whatnot, and the fact that they go on, he's giving tours, I guess, at the beginning. But then it turns into that he's hired by um, Emily's character. Yes, uh, Mary Poppins calls... returns herself. Oh. 
he's oh she's a big Disney uh, Disney gal, but he he affectionately calls her pants, which I love. Yeah, um, because of the <laughs> because of the choice of pants that she wears in the film. So I think that's that that cracks me up every time he says that. Um, and she calls him Skippy as the as the uh, film goes on. But so she eventually she hires him um, in what turns out to be a uh, quite an adventure for for this yeah. Film. And th- that this is kind of where uh, th- this is sort of where uh, the movie goes into full on like okay we got to flesh this thing out and and add a story to it and so yeah we don't really need to go through it beat by beat here because quite frankly if i have one complaint about this movie it's that uh it's very busy (laughs) i if you (laughs) if if you take your eyes off the screen if you look at your phone for like one minute because i'm one of those people yeah i have a i have a you know sick attachment to my phone it's hard for me to not look at it and I also like to, through the course of a movie, if I see an actor or an actress or a character and I don't know what their name is, like, I'll just look it up really quick. Well, every time I looked at my phone or, or, or got up to get a snack, which only takes maybe 30 seconds, I would have no clue what was going on when I got back. Um, there's a lot that happens a- after, like, the first 45 minutes of setup in this movie. Well, and it right. becomes kind of this big chase. There's a bad guy played by Jesse uh, Plemons, who, if you've watched Breaking Bad, you know who that guy is. Or he's in Fargo, Fargo. season two. Yeah, he's great. I actually think he's a hilarious. He's a great actor, and I, I don't know that he's ever really gotten to play something that's kind of funny. Um, yeah, and he definitely is funny in this. He's playing like a ridiculous German accent. He's playing a guy named yeah. Prince Joachim, who is a real person. It turns out. I looked that up last night. Oh wow. Um, bears apps. <laughs> this is so weird. So. It is a real person, um, German descent, and was at one time on pace to possibly become the king of Ireland. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Um, but other, like, they doesn't look like Jesse Plemons or anything. I, it's really weird to me that they would give him the name of a real person that <laughs> he has no resemblance or um, <laughs> other That's really strange. To. But yeah, it's a real real guy uh who lived around the same time period so yeah weird when i have to say factoid when he popped up on the screen jesse plemons i'm like that guy has been in like you said breaking bad and fargo but i mean the list goes on he's been in so many things recently and you know he's a he's pretty distinctive looking guy and i just i don't know it was just i didn't know he was going to be in this film but it doesn't surprise me at all because he's he's been in so many good things lately so yeah he's all over the place like five years you know so he's he's the bad guy and it becomes very much like a, a an indiana jones type thing they're after this magical flower uh from a tree in the amazon <laughs> and uh you know it's from the Emily tree of Blunt life wants it. yeah the tree of life uh the tears of the moon is what the leaves are called and mm-hmm. emily blunt wants it so that she can save humanity and you know, we're teased throughout that The Rock wants it for, I know he's Dwayne Johnson now, but he's always going to be The Rock to me. Uh, <laughs> the Rock wants it for reasons we don't quite understand. And then this is kind of where I, this is where I started to go, well, wait, what's happening? Because um, to me, it's kind of all the setup you really need. I don't, you know, like, okay, uh, maybe he just wants it because he's like a Han Solo character. And so he knows she wants it. So maybe before they fall in love, spoiler, they fall in love. 
But maybe beforehand, he's like, well, you know what? I'm going to double cross this lady and then I'll sell it and I'll be able to get myself out of debt. Because in the beginning of the movie, it's very clear that he has no money. His engine goes into hock. Like he can't, he's, he, he, he lives, you know, day to day. He, he does not have yeah. a comfortable life. And so I kind of think I would have liked it better if he was just kind of a scumbag and then was, you know, redempted, I guess. Right. Um, but what we get is that He's connected to these other three, is it three, um, mystical conquistadors yep. who 400 years prior had gone looking for this magical tree because this one conquistador mm-hmm. had a sick daughter and the leader of uh, the, this tribe wouldn't show him where it was. You're doing and a good so, job, Dave. And so, <laughs> I just want to tell you. <laughs> and so they 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 stabbed the chief of this tribe <laughs> and then they were cursed yes so that the four of them can't leave the jungle if they get too far away from the water the jungle physically brings them back right to so, and, and that area and one guy who i like to call b guy uh is just yep Covered in honey, which is an interesting mm-hmm, note. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's another guy who is snake guy, who mm-hmm. is filled with snakes. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and then there's like tree branch branches guy, tree guy. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. tree guy. And so you see them; they show up, kind of aligned with Jesse Plemons' character. And then. We also and so that's all fairly really? like whoa that's that's a lot of storytelling, it is. But then we find out that oh the rock is also cursed and four hundred years old, but he was kind of a good guy, and he didn't help the conquistadors fight the tribe, and so he is cursed, but he's not a tree guy or a bee guy or a snake guy. He's just a guy. Yeah, he well he's the jungle cruise guy. Yeah. And then it turns out that he (laughs) built the whole town and his boat. Um, And now he just gives jungle cruises because he stopped looking for the He can't leave. He can't leave. Is that right? Right. Yes. And then also, he single-handedly trapped the other three conquistadors in like this weird uh, dungeon valley thing. Like this, this trap that he made, so that they couldn't come after him. I guess I, I'm. It's very. It's a lot of story in like ten minutes. He he pretty much. It's basically a scene of him and Emily Blunt sitting on his boat, and he just reads the script to her for like seven minutes. <laughs> it's like <laughs> then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened, and I remember I'm watching it going, wait, wait, what? He's four hundred years old, and. Okay. Right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it, we should say that this whole like 400 year ago, the conquistador, you know, who are searching for the tree of life, that they do actually begin the movie with sort of that little snippet before you know the the title card and everything like that. That is what we first get is like the original you know curse and everything that occurs, but doesn't pop up until later in the film. Um, and then that's when it's revealed about the rocks character, Frank. Um, and 
how that also is originally I don't want to give away too much, but it was like for a moment that Frank dies, um, plummets to his death. Um, But you know, of course, as a viewer, that there has to be some way that he survives. But I did not see that coming. That it was actually a forty-year-old, like immortal. Um, It was. It was really uh, that. That was. I don't know if that was a necessary part of the plot, but um, yeah. So. And yeah, I just told you a lot of story. There's still, like Dave said, a lot of story to this movie that is, um, you know, it's very busy. So you're still going to, I think, you know, if you go watch this for the first time after hearing this, you'll still, I think, be, um, you know, entertained and uh, you'd still find a lot of not share or reveal. Um, yes. What uh, do you think about the, 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 um, I, I love like films that are light on CGI. This is not one of those films. No, this, this um, movie is chock full of CGI. It's chock full of it. And usually that's a term is what I'm trying to, I don't know. I think it was done well. I think that the, um, yeah, yeah I, I liked the, the imagery and the, the whole feel of it in that way. Yeah. I, I was thinking about this this morning actually um because i was reading about how they how they we haven't even mentioned this because it's really not that important but he also has like a pet leopard <laughs> oh yeah jaguar jaguar sorry it's jaguar. and yeah. and, it, and I, I think that thing looks great and it's completely fake um yeah and so i think the cgi looks really good for the most part um yeah kind of gross in some ways so like i liked anytime a movie straddles that line of like hey it's a family movie but also we're gonna push it just a little bit so that it's a little freaky um i always dig that vibe like um, the bee guy like that part yeah That's the guy is pretty freaky. pretty gross and the snake guy like he gets his face cut open and a snake jumps out like there's yeah. there's some cool stuff um so yeah i mean i don't necessarily automatically hate cgi it just depends on how it's used in some movies it looks cool and some movies you can tell that they shot it and they were like, well, we'll just figure it out later. And you can, and it looks like that. I will say the yeah. last, um, the last kind of 15 to 20 minutes um, was also very piratesy to me, especially the second pirates movie, which I don't think we covered on this podcast, but um, there's, it's not just like a tip. Obviously, you know, I think if you haven't seen this movie, you can imagine the final 20 minutes is like a race to get this, this flower petal and everybody's after it. You got these conquistador guys. You've got the German uh, submarine pilot, Jesse Plemons guy. You've got Emily Blunt and her brother and the rock. They're all oh, going yeah, her brother. It. That's another character storyline. I really mentioned him, but also he doesn't really do anything. So, uh, right. so, you know, it's like, there's a there lot little, of flipping. There's a lot I of just, like, swinging on vines there's a lot of yeah. like teeter-tottering up and down mm-hmm, on vines mm-hmm. and i will say that sometimes when things get so busy my brain just starts to turn off you know like yeah. when, when you watch the indiana, indiana jones movies which i did fairly recently you know those movies have great chase scenes and and like uh not necessarily chasing but like big action set pieces that Epic. are are thrilling but also, even though they're fantastical, like they feel grounded, you know, 
it's 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 mm-hmm. indie jumping from a horse to a tank right which is like ridiculous but also you know okay you can you can imagine i guess a guy doing that and right, right. sometimes these cgi fests they get so into like choreography you know it's like um emily blunt slashes a vine with this with this machete and then two guys fall and then she springs up in the air and she lands on another thing but then the wood mm-hmm. breaks and she falls and it's just constant like mm-hmm. moving your characters around like action figures and that yeah. is never that is never something i love i remember thinking in the theater seeing the second pirates movie and there's this huge action set piece right in the beginning of the movie where uh johnny depp is like walking in this like hamster wheel thing while there's a sword oh, fight yeah. happening on top of it you know what i'm talking about i do and there was so much going on that I was just like, okay, like I know no one's going to get hurt. There's no, like you think that Johnny Depp's going to die 15 minutes into the second Pirates <laughs> movie. Like there's no suspense there. Like we all know who's going to make right. it out of the scene alive. And so this is just like frosting. It's just constant frosting. <laughs> exactly. Like, eh, doesn't, well, you know, and just stop caring. And that was the point I was getting at. That was the point I was getting at. Sometimes um, I, I do think a lot of it's well done, like the Jaguar. Um, which I do know it's a jaguar because every time a, a big cat like that shows up, I don't know if it's a cheetah, a leopard, or a jaguar, and I always have to <laughs> verify. That um, looked really good. That looks. I mean, looked really good. But sometimes they can go too far. There was one particular scene, and this is my least favorite scene. Is is you mentioned the su- the submarine? Um, I just think it's a way too over the top. Um, which I mean, gotta kind of suspend reality. I understand, but this like submarine and this. <laughs> navigating the shores of this little river um anyway um but there's this part where um the rock frank he um is tying a rope around a post on a dock or a pier and this jumped at me because the rope itself you can tell is cgi and it's just really bizarre like you get like it was put in after the fact Probably because, you know, it's supposed to be attached to, you know, something else that's moving. And so how would they have done that before? But it just kind of like, you know, a fake CGI computer animated rope that The Rock is putting around a post. Like, why do they have, why couldn't they just have him actually have a rope and do that? Yeah, little stuff like that can, can just yeah. really bring you out of like, well, oh, that looked weird. Yeah, it did. It looked, it just looked a little off. Overall, I mean, here's the thing. This is the tagline I would give for this movie. The Jungle Cruise ride, simple ride. Jungle Cruise movie, not a simple movie. <laughs> very not a simple movie. How about very that? complicated <laughs> movie? Yeah. Both visually and um story-wise. Storyline. Um, yeah, I think the brother you know, character we- that you mentioned, I mean, it was really heavy-handed social commentary that they they added in um a whole subplot sub subplot but i mean i appreciate it but also again it's sort of like you know kind of these twists and turns and add-ons that might not really be driving the story forward as much as yeah, necessary he's, he's in the movie and I, you know you know they, they do mention that he is he's gay which mm-hmm. is interesting uh an interesting choice to make and that's that's great but also, he doesn't really like. We didn't. We barely mentioned him. It's because his character, even though he's in a ton of scenes, I can't think of a single thing his character does to affect Not much. the outcome of the movie. 
Yeah, not much agency there. Um, just no. kind of there to maybe have dialogue bounce back and forth with him or something. I think that might be part of it, or a little bit of comic relief here and there, but not too much. I could also see some. I could see somebody, and it's probably not for me to say, but I could see somebody taking issue with the fact that a he's not played by a, a homosexual actor, which it, whatever. I'm neither here nor there on acting is a thing. Like I don't think you need to be the exact thing that you're acting like. But um, you know, there's some jokes early on about how much clothing he's bringing on board and like how fancy oh, he yeah. is, and so I could kind of see like if you had a gay actor in the role. And they're making those kinds of jokes. Maybe they're in on it. But when you have a straight actor playing gay and then you have a bunch of jokes about, oh, he's, he, he's insisting on taking all this fancy luggage on board, like sort of an easy, ridiculous, uh, outdated joke. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, it is weird. Yeah. It's a weird choice to make. Like if you're going to go that way with the character, you should probably hire somebody who can be in on the joke with you as opposed to, you know, Hey, here's a straight guy. He's gonna we're gonna lean into some, you know, gay stereotypes. It was yeah, weird. yeah. I but, didn't think about that at first, but that's true. Yeah. And um, yeah, and I guess they kind of talk about how you know that's why you know he will go above and beyond and do anything. Sure, who takes him on this crazy ride is because she supported him when others wouldn't and um things like that. Especially because this is a period piece, as far as. I know, right? This is not. In oh yeah, this is day. No, this is <laughs> taking place in the 30s, I think. Um, yes, 19. Yeah, right. And I so that is part of it. Yeah, I just don't know Although, that he really needs to be in it, quite frankly. Yeah, and do they give really, him something to do? They don't. They don't really even say. I mean, they just allude to him being gay. I mean, like very much. Like there's no, like there's no questioning that that's what they're getting at when they're having that conversation about him being gay, but they don't not out say gay, right? No, they don't. I think it's I like think so. he, yeah, it's that conversation where the rock is asking him why he is with his sister. And he, right. He was like, he goes in the story about how he was engaged to be married to somebody, but his quote unquote interests lied elsewhere. Elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> be funny if the rock was just like you need to get off this boat right now because <laughs> that's probably what happened in, same here in the 1930s <laughs> that's probably what would happen um and it'd also be funny if though he then it, it took a different turn and the rock was also the <laughs> rock was like really <laughs> oh, well what a coincidence <laughs> oh. all right that's yeah um <laughs> no but i mean that was great because i i think that's that's the point of I think more and more Disney's doing that with certain characters here and there. I think in Onward, they had like real small reference since you just watched that movie. Like yeah. the, uh, one of the police officers, female, she talked about her girlfriend. Yes. And, we, and I'm all for, I'm yeah. all for more. I mean, obviously I will never complain about representation, that. especially in like the, the Disney entertainment that we like to consume. But I also think sometimes it's like, all right, well, okay. You, th- you threw in a gay guy because Maybe it's a cynical attempt at, you know, oh, we got to get some more representation in there. But then you don't give him anything to do and he's just a side character and he's pretty yeah. inconsequential. So like, OK, exactly. well, congratulations. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> that's, you know, until you're willing to make it one. I mean, I guess he is a main character, but I just again, I just don't think he has anything to do. I don't well, give him any anything. There's all those rumors that Elsa is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, maybe they'll maybe they'll <laughs> confirm that in Frozen 3. <laughs> so 
in the pantheon of films created from rides, yes. where would you say this sits for you? In the ones we already listed, yeah. you've got Tower of Terror, you've got uh, Mission to Mars, you've got uh, Haunted Mansion, Country Bears, and Pirates of the Caribbean. And we're just going with the first one right now. We don't need to say the Pirates franchise. Right. Well, nothing can be... Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say, you know, honestly, though, that Pirates, I think, is in its own league, of course. And so that's really be... a great movie. Yeah. It's really like I love that first one. I just think it's really good. It is long, but it's yeah, it's mm-hmm. just great. Yeah. But this one is right after it because all the others are just like yeah. the TV or more. Like Country Bears, I think was definitely geared for children a lot more. This is more of a family, you know. I could sit down and enjoy this and um, the action, and um, there, obviously it was much more of a big budget film. I, yes. I, I think I think this would be right after Pirates. How about you? What I do you think? completely agree. I mean, yeah. it's not, I don't think it's too shocking to have that opinion <laughs> to agree with you because it's like again, it's pretty low bar, um, <laughs> right? And, and, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I would revisit this, but I will say, you know, they are saying there's a sequel in the works. Um, you know, the box office, we're still living in, in the era of COVID. So the box office is real wonky. They say this movie costs 200 and it's made like 217. But oof, even before COVID, movie studio numbers never made much sense. Um, yeah. Movie studios are really good at taking huge blockbusters and being able to claim that they somehow lost money <laughs> so they don't have to pay people and they don't have to pay taxes and things like that. So yeah, who knows what the actual answer is and it doesn't really matter, but they're saying there is a sequel in the works and that the rock and Emily Blunt are both attached. So if there's a sequel, I would definitely watch it. Um, yeah. And it might be, you know, if it's a sequel divorced from the, all the mystical, like, you know, if he starts out the next movie and he's just a regular guy, I think that's a, it's kind of what I wanted more uh, from this one. So yeah, me too. I would I would definitely be down for watching a sequel. Not sure that, you know, even a year from now, I would ever be like, let's fire up Jungle Cruise again. The way I do every <laughs> couple of years for the first Pirates movie, which I still just really love. I can watch that yeah. you know, every couple of years yeah. and really dig it. Not sure if this gets to that point, but it's it's not bad. If somebody asks me, is it worth watching? Uh, it's long, but yeah, I mean, I don't think there's nothing infuriating about it it's just you know i would say yes and put your phone down because <laughs> otherwise <laughs> you're not going to know what's happening yeah I, or maybe you need your phone agree. to read the wikipedia summary so that you can figure out what's going on and we didn't even talk about the greatest easter egg which is the fact that um the one of the women the, i guess it's the leader of the tribe he interacts with is trader sam there you go because that's call back to to the ride it is, and it's also, uh, you know, a, a callback to the uh, the tiki bar in uh, at the Polynesian. Okay, yeah, there you... Trader Sam's. There you go, um, Trader Sam's grog, yes. g- Grotto, which I have never. That's been to. what I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. and when we go next year, um, I'm bound to determine yes. to get in there and have a drink because it's it Let's looks amazing. It. Um, Let's do it, man. But yeah, that was that was I meant to mention that earlier because that was the one Easter egg I was really excited about was that they referenced Trader Sam, which I liked. Love it. Love it. Well, well, sir, let's wrap it up here. We've done it. We've covered the Jungle Cruise. You're welcome. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) nice. Thank you. And uh, everybody listening, hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. 
we have a small listenership on this podcast, but you are apparently devoted because you all listen to every single episode and we appreciate it. Um, yes. You know, my, my, my Thanksgiving wish, do you get to make wishes like at Christmas? Uh, my Thanksgiving with, with wish, wish is that yeah. you tell, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I eat tofurkey. So there's oh. like a, they oh. give you a fake wishbone made out of turkey, make it out of fake turkey jerky. <laughs> I like not, that. not quite the same. Uh, Go, you know, if you've got friends who like Disney stuff, tell them about the podcast and get them to listen. That's my, yeah, that'd be great. You know, we're never, we never ask for money. We don't have Patreon. We don't do any of that stuff. But if you like the show, the way you can pay us back is by telling somebody about it. And uh, that's all we make this for is because we like, look, we, we like the fact that we found this weird corner of nerds who also like the same stuff that we like. Yeah. Yeah. Share, share this with everyone, you know, that you think would enjoy. So even people, if you know somebody who would hate it, send it to them too. We, I'm fine <laughs> with the hate. Listen, it's fine. Oh my. Well, on that note, we'll be back soon with uh, more Disney documentaries. Oh, yeah. we're going to get into some Christmas stuff. Woo-hoo. Yeah. We're going to be, we're going to be giving you some content. So, Oh man! Until Disney, next time. Disney, there's so much Disney Christmas stuff on Disney Plus, and it's not all good, but we're gonna look at it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right. On t- uh, hopefully, we've helped you add a little more mouse to your uh, dish cleaning, to your laundry doing. I'm standing in, <laughs> I'm standing in my kitchen, and I'm looking at all the chores that I have to do uh, before Thanksgiving starts. Um, to your to you- shopping okay. list making. <laughs> um, yeah. To your eat to your um, Black Friday waiting in line. Hopefully you're not doing that, but if you are, Godspeed. Godspeed. Um, and uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. Au revoir. <laughs> <laughs>